everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us for this episode. It's episode 106, and we're pleased to be interviewing recording artist, songwriter, and author Sandy Kimmel. You're in for an inspiring show today. So buckle up, Buttercup, and get ready to explore the world of writing with your friends at Writing Works Wonders. I'm Kathy King, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to my fabulous co-host, Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Hi, Kathy. Hi, everybody. Welcome. We're so glad you're here with us. And we have a great show today. For the sake of our interview, we will wait until the end to read the responses to the prompt. And we're looking forward to hearing you. But for now, I'm going to turn it back over to you, Kathy. Okay. I'm very pleased to provide a little background about our guest, Sandy Kimmel takes her job as a joy maker very seriously. She uses every tool in her toolbox, her music, her voice, her writing, her heart, all of it to introduce and make people discover their own spiritual life. From her CDs, albums to storytelling and concerts. In 2005, she expanded to write a short book to support and renew individuals as well as caregivers. This has been such a success that it has sold over 50,000 copies. We're excited to hear from Sandy about her many endeavors in the world of writing. We know this will be an exciting show. We're so pleased to welcome Sandy to Writing Works Wonders. I'm delighted to be here. I've been looking forward to this ever since my dear friend Lisa Gilmartin told me about your wonderful group. Thank you, Lisa, and thank you to you for accepting. On your website, you say that you're a joy maker, but I also know that you have said you're a grief walker. Will you tell us about that? Absolutely. Whether I'm a joy maker or a grief walker, my aim is to be authentic. I've been through a lot of grief in these past few years, and so I felt it was important to add that to my bio. Grief is something we all share, and we actually need both. They support each other, grief and joy. And if we block our, either one, we are not living um, as fully and richly as we could. How did that become your brand? Like anything, through a metamorphosis, trial and error, growth, challenges, awarenesses, becoming more myself. Next. I love to share my journey. In fact, Someone once said to me, so what exactly do you do? And the truth is, I live my life and talk about it. This question is, what 
is a song. How do you turn a poem, a story, how do you turn that into lyrics? What, what makes a song? Well, poems and lyrics are sometimes slightly different. Uh, lyrics have a particular rhythm a and a rhyme scheme, and they have a, a, a form, whereas a poem can be very free form. Mostly, lyrics are not poems, though I had an experience recently where something that I thought was a poem turned into a song the next time I pulled out my guitar. A little background, um, my mom uh, passed away in March. And understandably, I have been experiencing um, grief, waves of grief. And I woke up one morning and the words, I have dreams I don't remember and plans I cannot keep. And then I just kept writing what was coming to me. And I said, I fight but then surrender. The feelings go so deep. I make lists and then ignore them, except when I can't sleep. Grief is having her way with me and won't let go. And I kept writing and there was this poem and I thought it was a poem. But the next time I sat down with my guitar, my guitar said, oh no, Sandy, it's a song. And a melody came through um, that fit it. But I have to say, that's a rare occurrence. The next question that everyone always asks is, so what comes first, the lyrics or the music? And my usual answer for that is yes, or both, or it all depends. Sometimes the lyrics come first, sometimes the music comes first, Sometimes a line will occur to me and I'll jot it down on a little piece of paper and have no idea where it's gonna go. And literally it could be years later and I'll be working through some lyrics and I'll get to a certain point and I'll think to myself, huh, what, what did the angels say? Or what is the journey to eternity? And then a little bell will go off inside my head and I'll remember that I wrote something to that effect a long time ago. And so I rifle through the pile of little scraps of paper with lyric lines on them. And sure enough, the right line came to me five years before the song. And that always makes me giggle. Sometimes something even more miraculous happens, or I should say once, very recently, something miraculous happened. And that is the song came through, through me. I didn't write it. And um, I'm speaking specifically about the song that wrote me um, as I sat by my mom's side um, in her last hours, I had 
someone brought a guitar for me to sit and sing to her gently and I was about to put the guitar away when all of a sudden I started playing these chords and this song came through in its entirety. It's called The Last Mile and I just actually performed it at a memorial, community memorial gathering where there were more than 700 people with open hearts who received the song and me and really I, I know my mom's spirit was nearby because um, it was one of the most powerful events of my lifetime. The last mile is the longest that I have walked with you. The last mile, my love is strongest. I'm here to see you through. And we'll walk again by the river. And we'll walk again by the sea. I will always love walking with you as you love walking with me. The last mile is the longest, but I'm right here by your side. The last mile is the warmest, and love will be our guide. And I will always love walking with you as you love walking with me. Take your time walking slow. Take your time don't go take your time I understand take your time I'm holding your hand the last mile is the longest of all that we've been through The last mile My love is strongest And I will stay with you 
share another wonderful way of songwriting um, and that is through the art of collaboration. My fourth album called Soul Feathers was produced by a guy named Thomas Barkey who was a wonderful producer and we had a great time recording and a couple of weeks after we released the CD into the world he called me and he said you know I have a feeling we would um, be a great songwriting team together. Now, up until then, I'd been writing my own music, but when someone throws out an invitation like that, my inner lyricist can't resist. So I said, sure, that sounds like fun. And it was. In fact, we started this amazing journey together where literally I would sit in the backyard and allow thoughts to come to me and I would write lyrics and send them off to Thomas and then I would wait. I'd have to be patient. But uh, sure enough, he would send me a finished song. And when I say finished, fully produced. All of the instruments, all of the vocals and harmonies and all the bells and whistles um, would be complete. And I, it was the most astonishing adventure musically that I'd ever been on. And so we kept going. Uh, we didn't really know what would come of it, but we were having a great time. And uh, Thomas said that he loved writing to my words, and I loved hearing his melodies, which were completely different than anything I would have written. And um, w together, we wrote about 30 songs. And it's been about five years of writing together. And not too long ago, his wife had this idea that weaves all of the songs together into a story, into a, a musical. And... Um, I won't share too much more because it's all very new, but there are people interested in taking um, our little uh, concert with a story uh, into the world. So you never know what's going to happen when you say yes. So, Sandy, I wanted to move over to the book that you've written, and it's been very, very well received and has really served the hospice community and beyond very well. Can you briefly tell us about it and tell us why do you think that it took off so well? Well, thank you for asking that awesome question. So Heart Wide Open is kind of a great story. There's a great story behind it. Um, some years ago, I was doing programs for um, hospitals and hospices uh, as a inspirational speaker using my music. And I always included uh, a portion on self-care because at the time I was teaching yoga 
and meditation. And I really understood that um, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. And so I would always devote a part of my program to teaching some little tips for, um, for caregivers. And someone came over to my husband, Patrick, at that time um, and said, wow, you know, those are really great little tips. Do you guys have them in a little booklet by any chance? And Patrick was always saying the same thing when people asked him a question. He would stand back and he'd say, you know, we were just thinking about that. Well, we hadn't been thinking about that, but when we got home, we sure were thinking about that, and we created. Patrick was an artist and a creative director. He ran an advertising agency for 25 years. And so we um, came up with this little booklet that could fit in the pocket of scrubs or in a back pocket or propped up on a dresser. And... Um, it really took off. Um, it's not only for hospitals and hospices, but it's also um, for caregiver support groups and individuals. I mean, w we all have to take care of ourselves, right? Um, we did an order of 10,000 copies for United Healthcare which had the United Healthcare logo on it and their contact information in the back. It's, it's really been quite a remarkable journey. We self-published it in 2005, and since then, I think it's in its eighth printing. Patrick passed away two years ago. And fortunately, one of the things that he did before his sudden departure from this world was he ordered a thousand copies for us to have should there be orders and as it turns out i have a delightful little story i got an email recently from someone who said oh i hope this is the right place i can't find heart wide open for sale anywhere and the neonatal unit used to order them for our nurses and families and can you help me? I hope you're the right place. Well, as it turned out, I am the right place. So that was an order for a hundred copies. About a week later, I got another note from the same hospital, but a different department who was hoping that they could get copies. And I said, gee, you know, you might want to talk to person A and person A said, no, 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 I'm going to be using them now here. So if you need, you have to order your own, which they did. So I'm very tickled. Um, and it also kind of lit a fire under me to um, make sure that I get a website up where people can order it because it's still in demand. And th the best part is both of the people who ordered it said, you know, oh my gosh, I love this book. I, you know, I've always carry it around and show it to people. Oh, I also got a note, literally, while my mom was dying, 
I got a note from a chaplain at a hospital saying, I hope you're the right place. And she actually sent me a picture of her copy of Heart Wide Open, which had been given to her by someone who wrote on the top, Dear Patty, this is so you will take care of yourself. Anyway, it just tickles me so much to know that the simple suggestions that came right from the heart continue to touch caregivers across the country. Oh, and by the way, someone said to Patrick once, do you happen to have this in Spanish? And so you already know that Patrick said, we were just talking about that. So there's actually also a Spanish copy. Um, and uh, Patrick always used to want to make sure people understood it was in culturally appropriate Spanish as opposed to translated word for word. Sandy, what other writing projects are you working on? Oh, I love that question because now I get to talk about it. Um, actually, I have two books that I'm currently writing. Uh, one of them is based on the stories behind my songs. It's called Fresh Light, Words and Wisdom for the Spiritual Journey. And it takes all of the lyrics in printed form um, with what the inspiring story was behind them. I have been wanting to do that for a very long time. The second book uh, really just sort of came together in my head um, recently. You know, some years ago when everybody was blogging, I was blogging too. And I wrote about 250 blogs. And um, nobody writes blogs anymore. And nobody reads blogs anymore. And I actually have written quite a bit since I stopped writing my blog. And all of a sudden I thought, you know, there, there was some good stuff in there. So I went back and started looking at them and editing, editing them. And um, just a couple of days ago, I said to myself, gee, I, I wonder how long this is getting to be. And it was all single spaced. So for readability for myself, I made it one and a half spaces. And um, it's now up to page 190. So yikes. Um, I'm and I'm not finished yet, but I am I can see the end in sight. Uh, anyway, that one is called Eyes Wide Open. Stories, insights, and observations for the spiritual path. And I'm very excited. It's going to be a print-on-demand available at Amazon. I don't know when it's coming out, but I will be sure to tell Lisa Gilmartin so she can tell all of you. That's fabulous. That's very inspiring. Um, we want to move to question and answer, but could you briefly describe the difference for you between your writing process, which seems to be very inspired, and you're very prolific, 
and your music development process. I'm using that phrase widely to include your lyrics and your music. So are they different? Are they the same? Are, mm. how, how would you parse them or combine them? Well, that's an interesting question because I'm not really sure that there is a difference. Um, I will say that um, in my lifetime of being a songwriter, um, I can go through periods of years when I'm not writing songs. And then all of a sudden, they come in a mad rush when I'm open to listening to that inner guidance. Um, act the album that I uh, mentioned earlier, Soul Feathers, um, I didn't know I was going to be recording an album until um, it sort of turned into a green light, and I didn't have songs for an album. So once a month, I would go into the recording studio with the three newest songs, and then I would say to Thomas, okay, I got to go now. I got to go write more songs. And then I would go racing home. And in the interim, I would uh, come up with three more songs so that I could go the following month and record three more songs. It doesn't always happen that way. Um, sometimes it can be a very long time. In fact, uh, the song that I wrote by my mom's bedside I hadn't written a song in, in a long time. She was taking up a lot of my my energy. Um, I was driving back and forth to see her um, about an hour each way and uh, many, many times a week. And so I wasn't really writing or playing at all. Um, so it surprised me when that whole song came through without even... Uh, a warning. Um, my writing process is maybe a little bit different. When I'm in the open mode, meaning when I feel um, inspired to write, I start noticing things to write about. Um, you know, a little vignette will happen in the grocery store, or I'll notice, oh, just this morning, I pulled into the driveway and I noticed that the rose bush that's, that Patrick and I got for our anniversary some years ago, it, we got that one because it had two distinct colors on the same rose bush. There were yellow roses and orange roses. And over the years, um, now there are what I decided this morning to call butterscotch roses because literally they are now all one color and it's not the color you would usually find in a rose. And I'm going to write about butterscotch roses because I could certainly be upset that there are no more yellow roses and no more orange roses, but instead I rejoice in the fact that now there are butterscotch roses. So anyway, after we finish this interview, I may sit in the backyard and write that little 
piece about the roses um, and I'll put it in the book. Sandy, I think that our community can very much identify with that, having to adjust to changing situations and going through transformative events that feel like they've pulled you down but and changed your life so much that you don't know who you are anymore. So mm. we're, we're standing with you in that and really appreciate you being with us. Thank Cheryl, you. you think we go to Q&A? Yes. First up, we have Carla. Oh, I'm really um, enjoying this interview, and that song is so touching. Oh, my goodness. That just speaks volumes. My question is, what um, what is the equipment and process that you used to record that song? I have a vested interest in this because I write songs, and oh. you know, I'd, I'd like to know how to put it all together. To be perfectly honest with you, I didn't. I go into the recording studio. That's um, my producer, recording engineer, Thomas Barkey's studio. Um, I go up there because the sound is perfect. Um, uh, at one point, I tried to learn how to do it myself. I tried to learn GarageBand. I tried to learn how to record. But, you know, it really wasn't... Um, as they say these days, it wasn't my jam. And there are people who do it so much better. Um, so, um, you know, I, I save up my money and go into the studio for a professional sounding song. Um, next up is Lisa G. Hi, everybody. Hi. Um, I was going to ask a question, and you're kind of answering it as you go. Uh, the The songs that you sing, the words are so inspiring and so moving, and the um, the um, angel song, dancing, um, even Sarah from the gathering of angels. I mean that that just lights everybody's light. Uh, life up when you play when you play that it's just very you just want to dance you want to come out of your body um and I was just remembering another song that you had written for like a, a partner but I did, did it for my son if I could give you everything and it's just you know your words over the years I'd give to you the sun and the moon and the stars up above and it just you know all your words speak to a person's soul and that's what I appreciate about you and now your new song, I was like really listening to it. And it was, it was just so impactful. Um, I was going to ask you, how have you evolved with, and your music, how have they evolved together? Because I've seen a change over the years, but you're all, you know, your music from 2000, was it? No, 96, was it 96? Speaks today as if you'd just written it today for today's times. It's just so powerful and reach up when, yeah. Um, just so many inspirational songs and, um, the, you know, so how have you evolved? I mean, now you're in a different situation and now you can identify with our community and how you, you know, losing something and changing and having to, to shift gears. And what is it that you have to offer? You know, that's it that we ask us. I think we all, I asked myself that, you know, what is it I have to offer where, how can I go forward? Um, so how is that kind of, uh, Hmm. evolved with you. I think the best 
way to answer that is I can only write about what is true for me. And so as I have learned and grown and evolved, um, the things I write about have um, grown and evolved. Um, but, you know, you made an interesting point that, that something I wrote in 1996 is still relevant. Um, I would just say that's because the truth doesn't change. Um, the songs that I was writing in 1996 were a reflection of what I was learning, um, which is, that hasn't changed. Um, you know, maybe my understanding has deepened, but, you know, I've often said that my four albums are a complete lifetime journey. The first one was called Transitions, Music to Soothe the Soul. And that was all about music healing because I was new to self-discovery, self-awareness. And so a lot of the songs in that um, CD were, were written and recorded with a healing intention. The second album, Music in My Soul, I was discovering the power of love, the universal love, and also that's when I met Patrick, and so there was big love, and so there's a lot of love in music in my soul. And then as I deepened and grew, the, the third album is called Reach Up, and I, I think the subtitle was If Ever There Were a Time, It's Now. And isn't that true? Aren't we at that point now too? And then I waited a long time before Soul Feathers came out um, because I thought I didn't have anything else to say. And as I mentioned earlier, I wrote those songs um, one after the other, one glorious summer in 2013, I think. Anyway, um, and they are the evolution of all of the other songs. Um, but I'm not done, you know. I thought I was done, and grief has certainly rocked my world in the past few years. Um, but I'm back, and I feel more integrated, more myself, and ready to offer whatever it is that's coming next. And, you know, I can hear Patrick's voice in the background saying, you know, I was just thinking about doing that. So whatever it is, universe, bring it on. And next up is Marlene. How do you define spirituality? Well, that's a great question. And, um, some years ago, I came up with this analogy. I call it the umbrella theory of spirituality. And if you think of an umbrella, there are different panels in the umbrella. And in my analogy, each one of those panels is a different religion. And each panel leads to the top or to God. So you can stay within one panel and you will reach God you can change panels, jump from one to the other, 
and you will find God. Or you can go around the umbrella where you make your own way. And as I'm fond of saying, you might get lost and you might get wet, but you too will find your way to God. And so for me, spirituality is the universal love of the source of whatever it is that animates all of us and all creatures and nature. And I once realized that becoming aware of something makes it conscious. And then that becomes part of consciousness. And to me, that's all spirituality. If you could give suggestions to our listeners about who aspire to write lyrics. You can do. Um, the first thing is to find someone whose lyrics you really like and analyze them. What is it about it that you like? What, how do they um, form the song? What is the form of their song? What's the rhyme scheme? Um, what is it about the lyrics that draw you in? I, I spent hours and hours poring over the lyrics of Stephen Sondheim um, because um, they were so brilliant and I wanted to understand well, what made them so good. Boy, I learned. Um, the second thing to do is take a familiar song and write your own lyrics to it. Um, no one has to know what the song is, but it'll give you practice writing to a rhythm, uh, to, to a melody. And then the third thing is um, to find situations to write about. Um, I was in a musical theater workshop many, many years ago where he would give us assignments that were so ridiculous and challenging that I know I can write for any character in any situation um, forever because of that training. Um, and honestly, the best way to, to write lyrics is just to start writing lyrics. And there are wonderful workshops and there's tutorials online and there's so much available if you're really interested. We all had parts of us that were silenced when, and you know, we, we let silenced parts, well, I'm here to say enough of that, wake them up and let them play with you. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's all recorded too for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Kathy, thank do you have you. anything else? Well, we want to no. know how people can get in touch with you too. Uh, through your website, it's your name.com, yes. correct? Yes, and that's correct. S A N D I. K-I-M-M-E-L dot com. 
you can contact Sandy there too. It'll be up on our website. And Sandy, this has been so much fun. And we're we're just all so glad you're here with us. Thank you. The email is the easiest, Sandy at sandykimmel.com. Okay. And that's Sandy with an I. Yes, correct. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cheryl and Kathy and everyone. I had a great time. Great. Thank you. Want me to give out the uh, prompt for next week? Yes, please. Okay. And the next time, guys, it's the last day of school and you're on the bus with your BFF, your best friend, and you're talking about the summer. You're all excited. What are you going to do? What do you want to do? I don't know. Well, I'm just going to tell you, you're on the bus with your friend. And you're on your way home and you guys are having a conversation and 100 words or less. Tell us all about it. Thank you, Kathy. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for joining us on Writing Works Wonders. And a big thank you to Sandy Kimmel for introducing us to the world of music, lyrics, recording and her writing in the world of publishing. We really appreciate you being with us, Sandy. And a shout out to Lisa Gill Martin who pointed us in the direction of Sandy. We really appreciate all of you. And coming in July, we have an interview with a science fiction author. Thank you for joining us today on Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. A tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347-467-0221. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.